coming to you live from Wright Bell Studios here on Isle Delfino. This is First to Thirteen, the Super Mario Sunshine Bingo Podcast. And now, your host, Modest Tomato. I, I was going to do like air horn noises, but I don't have my kazoo bow, handy. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Yo, welcome back to First to Thirteen. Uh, I'm here with Lego and our special guest. I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, everybody. It's me, Romato Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dude, my voice reveal. Sounds like that. What's up, Romato? How are you? <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's me, popular Twitch streamer Funky Kong Two Four Five. But you can call me Funky. Yo, does anybody I love... actually? Does anybody actually call you Funky Kong Two Four Five? Jeff I mean, I, I do call you that in the in the in the in the title, but yeah, Jeff does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how like we we keep moving steps up on the ladder, right? So like we started with Div Three guest, right? Then last <laughs> week we had a Div 1 guest, and now we have a Div 0 guest, right? So we can only go downhill from here. What happened to Div 2? You guys just skipped that. Yeah, we just we, skipped We, we them. just skipped straight from Div 3 to Div 1. PK called me a weenie too many times. Like, Ooh. he's that out. Was, that, was the, that was the strike on the whole, uh, on the whole existence of, uh, of Division 2. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, folks. Uh, episode 3, uh, now officially... Uh, two episodes beyond where Wind Conditions ended uh, to the first, the 13th yep. podcast. And we, we, I need like a We've counter tripled now it. for number number of podcast episodes <laughs> since first, the 13th. That's since Wind Conditions ended. Um, uh, though the joke is is now old and stale now. Um, so enough, uh, enough dilly-dallying on our side. Why don't we just jump uh, right into uh, the traditional first topic? Um, as it always is, a lot a of real bingo. Shocker. A real shocker, I know. It's almost like we've we've gotten a whole format together. Um, <laughs> it's uh, crazy. We put it. We put it. Put a lot of thought into this. Um, but yeah, another big week of bingo in the books, um, and another bunch of really interesting matches, um, sort of up and down the division, starting with Division One. Um, the one of the big tales, two that I wanted to focus on this week, um, Danny versus Samu, um, with a big row control win for Danny. Um, couple of interesting yeah, stuff in that match, right? I think oh, one of yeah. the one of the big moments I think was that two hidden reds hoverless snipe, which came yeah, down to crazy. Samu like wanting to keep twenty lives and then had to spend a bunch of time to. Uh, uh, to grab that extra life during the hidden red hoverless, and it's crazy. The shines were were so close, mm-hmm. um, and it ended up just going uh going Danny's favor, which made that row a lot slower for Samu and set him behind. And it you know it was a close row control match, but um ended up going Danny's way, which was a big win for him. I mean, that was kind of important after Danny died, I think, like, five times on Pinna 2 Red's Hoverless. That yeah. level's hard, yeah. you know? Hidden yeah, there Reds were a lot hard. of deaths on both sides, <laughs> I, I think, which which obviously, like, gums up the works a bunch uh, when you're when you're trying to play for keeps in, in, in goals that are that contested, right? I think both of them sort of looking back on on the result there and going, okay, how can I, how can I improve for, for next week? Because, and especially going into playoffs... Um, I believe the playoff situation for them is they both clinched. 
I think. They um, are both clinched because uh, Danny now has six wins and that clinches. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the big thing. There was was uh, was Danny. I think with that win ended up clinching in the playoffs, which was pretty big. Um, Samu is still sort of in the hunt for a buy. Um, playoff picture is very yep. fluid right now, especially with like JJ and Mike and Bry uh, rounding out the next three spots. But Jeff still got an outside chance uh, to get in. Pogo um, could get in, I think, based on like other people's records, right? Like uh, going into mm-hmm. week eight, there's a lot of relevant matches, I think, for this for this playoff picture um, that are developing, sure. and there's still buys up in the air for for pretty much everybody. Yeah, like, buys are still up in the air, who's making playoffs is up in the air, who's getting relegated. Like, all of these questions are still unanswered going into Week 8. So, yeah, we'll have to see uh, who can can pull ahead. Yeah, and Uh, as a reminder for those who may not be totally plugged into how the playoff situation works, (laughs) funky. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm sitting here listening (laughs) The, the the top yeah you're in the call so you you, you get to hear this um yeah the uh the playoff situation is the top eight in each division make playoffs first and second get two buys the third and fourth place get one buy and then five through eight face off in a best of three the winners of those face off against third and fourth the winners of those face off against first and second then they meet that's the finals division three Sort of the same thing, only there's a big blender of divisions and there's a lot more best of threes, but it's essentially the same deal. Top two get two buys, next top two get one buy, and then the bottom uh, the bottom four um, get no buys. So, yeah. you know, being able to dodge a best of three, um, especially if you're in, in division three, is is such a such a huge boon. It's huge. Um, and with the playoff picture still so variable and the number of buys clinched so low um, that uh, that is really crazy. We're, we're going into so many people aren't clinched. Yeah, we're going into a, a very big um, uh, closing week for the season, especially for folks like JJ, folks like Mike, folks like Bry and Jeff and Pogo, who are mm-hmm. really like pushing for it. I yep. think even I think even Sid has an outside chance of making playoffs. Obviously, the stars have to align. Yeah, I think it's like wait, I. Because no, he only has one match left to play, so he only can get three wins max. And eighth place right now is four. Oh. I think Sid is out. I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. I I needed to double check. Uh, all of this is, by the way, coming from Mason. So huge shout outs to him. He's put together yep. these spreadsheets detailing buys, strength of schedule, head to heads, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so shout outs to him. Um, clearly, I need to read more. Uh, I need to read more of, of what he's posting because he's posted all these scenarios, um, yeah, uh, and and sort of walked yeah. through all of them. Uh, so he wrote like an essay, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I was mixing <laughs> it up that that Sid and Trey aren't necessarily locked in relegations, but they, I think they cannot that's make correct. playoffs anymore. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the situation. And speaking of people who are popping off, uh, this particular week, Larvey went two and zero. In Division One, um, on a six-game win streak, I think it's the longest win streak so far in Division One over these uh, 10, 10, 9, 10 games that. that have been played. Dang. Um, uh, obviously, I think the big match this week for him was against Trey, um, mm-hmm. which he looked a little weak in, and you could put forth like the thesis that the only reason why Larvey won, which I think he is very being very reductive. Um, 
the quote-unquote only reason why Larvae won is because Trey overdelayed 15 from Delfino and gave Larvae enough breathing room to be able to click it. Um, but still, winning six in a row is 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 pretty big. Um, and that does tie with Shadow Mario's 6-0 and uh, win streak. Um, so going into week eight, his match against Mike, last opportunity to extend it to a 7-0 to a uh, uh, win streak. Um, and Larvae is in playoffs, um, hunting for that bye, obviously, sitting sort of at the, at the borderline of maybe getting a bye, maybe not. Um, and so we will, mm-hmm. it'll obviously come down to how he plays in week eight against Mike. Is it just me or is every single Trey match like ultra, ultra close? <laughs> like this week he played what Jeff and Larvie mm-hmm. and like, I, I just remember both of those being like crazy close. Like Jeff had to make this wacky comeback and win like a bunch of hundred goals yeah with like gelato hundreds and a secret or something crazy mm-hmm. like he did stuff right yeah and uh, and it's it's interesting because the balancing the expectations right of being trey one of the you know the first person to get a sub uh sub three in in 120 shines right obviously a little bit on the outside of the bingo scene for a while coming in how would trey do and trey's put up some pretty respectable results all season same with sid um, obviously a lot of focus is on Trey's, uh, specific win against the number one division one player. Um, but I yep. think Sid has, uh, sorry, I think Trey has definitely looked very impressive, um, in these, in this sort of the back half of the season and it's definitely getting better. Um, and he may mm-hmm. dodge relegation, which is, uh, which is pretty big, all things considered. Um, I think there was maybe a perception at the start of the league that, that, like Sid and Trey were going to be uh basically relegation guaranteed. Um but they've they've gotten some key yeah. wins and they're entering their last week um you know sort of poised to to have a guaranteed spot in the league uh in division one if they if they so choose. Yep. The fate is still for the most part in their hands. So but that's pretty exciting. Yeah, then let's uh, let's shift on to unless Funky, you've got a, something pithy. We've we've been we've been sort of talking a lot. I haven't heard too much from you, Mister Mister Funky Kong. Yeah, I mean it's really cool to see Trey and Sid competing, and like Trey's been pulling out some matches. I mean, uh, granted he hasn't been doing too hot, but like the gameplay has been pretty solid. So mm-hmm. that's been fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, and Trey Trey's the the other thing to focus on with Trey is Trey's playing Pogo. Um, who uh, is two and seven is mm-hmm. sort of hovering at the at the bottom of the division right now. So that like that's one of those matches that could decide like does does Trey face relegation? Does Trey dodge relegation? Right? Does Pogo face relegation? Which is something that I don't think many people assumed was going to happen when mm-hmm. Pogo joined the league this season. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Pogo did I think really well in the invasion tournament. Mm-hmm. I think it was the invasion one uh so i think people had really high expectations for him uh coming into the season but uh yeah i think he he's been pretty busy with university uh and having trouble kind of keeping mm. up uh with the like bingo practice which you know completely understandable yeah. uh but what i want to hear from funky about actually is about his competition <laughs> which is the div zero promotions <laughs> Uh, and our bad the match between Shadow Mario twenty seven and Ramado. 
Like, I don't know if you saw that, Funky, but uh, uh, I think that's definitely worth talking about. You know, the kind of top two players in Div 1. I was able to watch uh, some of it, but I wasn't able to finish it. But I do remember the uh, the mix-up <laughs> that, like, Romano's gameplay was on the wrong <laughs> side for, like, a bit. That was fun. <laughs> And and it had oh, it had another was, yeah, classic uh, had another classic pause right for for yeah. multiple minutes. Shadow Mario had some had some internet trouble and then there was a bunch of uh, debate over what that would mean right this this is like the second time that a mm-hmm. Division One match had to be like super stopped for a pause and it was a it was a whole thing and and Ramada was able to clutch out a win at the end so. You know, you can you can sort of hem and haw of like how different would the match have been without a uh, without a uh, uh, without a pause. But you know, again, it was sort of like that was one of the toughest matches remaining for Romato. Romato's last matches against Danny, though, in Invasion, which you know is is going to be a tough one. Romato is is often joked about how Danny is 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 his mental block, um, mm. and. The script writers decided that they would face off as the last possible match um, in the season. Um, so it'll it'll all come down to can Romato pull off a win? Who's in a in a league where he's looked fairly vulnerable for being one of the best bingo players? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, like I know Romato and Danny. Uh, like I didn't know much about Danny uh, last season, and then I saw like this p- a post and scrim results where it's like, oh yeah, Danny just beat Romato. <laughs> it was like, dang, I didn't know. Like at that point, it was like Romato. I think only lost to Larvy that one time, and people thought it was a kind of a fluke in that league. Uh, but you know, like I know Romato and Danny, good friends, the European Speed Week <laughs> team. So you know, if anyone knows the ins and outs of Romato. Uh, <laughs> one of the few people to yeah. have heard Romato's voice, which may ah, give him, which may give him true. some secret power over uh, <laughs> some secret power over Romato. Sort of like knowing, sort of like knowing someone's true name. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you you know their name, and then you can like cast spells that specifically target them. Maybe maybe for Romato, it's knowing his voice. That's the maybe he'll just blackmail power. him. Like, hey, Maybe. if you don't let me win, I'm gonna <laughs> reveal your voice. I have the I have the recordings of our I have the recordings of our of our two v two matches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. I don't I don't know if the league's well equipped to handle like a blackmail, <laughs> especially against one of the especially against one of the organizers. The organizer, yeah, that'd be pretty wild. <laughs> But but enough about enough about supposed blackmailing and mental <laughs> blocks. Um, let's take a look at Div Two. Um, and one of the one of the interesting matches for me that stood out was Game versus PK in row control, right? And yep. and Game clutching out a three two victory in that format, which is like what PK considers to be his mm-hmm. best, or if not one of his best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it it yep. it, it it's. Uh, Especially given Game's performance earlier in the league, to see Game sort of show up with a clean internet connection, big plus. Um, but also, <laughs> but also sort of taking a win in a in a format that that PK is is supposedly heavily favored in. Um, 
uh, was was sort of a big moment for uh, for game, especially after sort of like the recent string of performance earlier in the uh, like in the past couple of weeks, losses against Rasmus, against Elias, against Tober, against Mason, like his most recent win, you know, which mm-hmm. let's be be honest here, he's won he's won four times so far in the league, where in the first two weeks were wins against Haywire and GB, and then was on a a pretty substantial loss streak, only uh, taking a win against Rick, which obviously with Rick dropping out, now everybody yeah. gets a win against Rick. Yep. So, you know, if you discount that particular match, that's like five, six losses in a row. Um, and to be able to sort of come back and, and have, have a have a pretty conclusive win against PK is is, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And yeah, I mean PK. When you think of PK, it's he's the row control guy, right? Like row control is the routing format, and PK is the best router supposedly in Div Two. And then, I mean, game of course no slouch in the routing department himself, but it's still kind of crazy to see PK lose in his best format. Yes, but especially after you know PK did beat the number two currently Mason in row control. Mm-hmm. So. Right. That's also something to keep. Yeah, in mind. I think it boiled down to sort of PK had this like really sort of quote unquote woke, um, you know, low progression route throughout the game, right? Ended up, but it ended up coming down to, uh, ended up coming down to like row, uh, which was it? It was the the row with the hiddens. Yeah, it came down to like row five, right? Where. Mm. Uh, PK had to win both nine pipes and six hidden shines and was like sort of well set up for pipes, but had like no hiddens Um, and, you know, sort of put himself uh, put himself behind with stuff like fruit ladies, which slowed him down even more. And, and, you know, it ended up being that game just sort of had the levels accessible to him to be able to close out row five pretty handily while PK was forced to you know, somehow make up this deficit of hidden's access. It it just sort of it, it felt rough uh to 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 lose that way, but that was the route that PK chose and ultimately he kinda needed row three to win. Um he needed like twelve no key blues, he needed sixteen Pianta blues or three rockets some some way, somehow, and uh didn't get it, and then he was forced into this having to play for row five. And that's also, you know, huge mm-hmm. for playoffs because now game stabled A has mm-hmm. four wins and has the tiebreaker over PK. And now they're both tied at four wins. Mm. So like I Elias also has four mm-hmm. wins, and I think Linky is still in like contention for not making yeah, playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna take a confluence uh, of, of factors, I think, for Linky to to not make it, but um it is still possible. Mm. Right, and so then you have you have game, yep. you have PK, um, and you have Elias all sort of sitting with well, well PK has one game to play. Elias is played out, I believe. Um, uh, so yep. Elias is is four is at four and seven. Where he will end. Um, not mathematically eliminated, um, and uh, but but still sort of at that awkward spot where you're kind of going to need five wins to make it to playoffs and. Um, uh, PK sort of hoping for a game loss and a PK win, um, and uh, uh, it'll be it'll be yeah. And, and 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 as mentioned, like Haywire has the opportunity to just spoil things for uh, uh, for PK. If Haywire gets a win against PK, game is catapulted in the finals. 
So the as quote the quote unquote relegation match that yep. never happened. Um, because Haywire obviously was in Division Three last season, and PK was at the bottom of Division Two. So mm. you know, if Haywire yep. wins this "quote unquote" relegation match, I don't think it saves him from being bottom two, um, but it does um, spoil PK's chances for playoffs. Um, so definitely a match to watch. Uh, yep. match to watch next week. That's a crucial win for PK too. Like. He needs that win, I feel, to make playoffs, especially now that he has the doesn't have the tiebreaker over mm-hmm. game stabled. Uh, yeah, game's last match will be against Linky. So if again, if he can beat Linky, that's also like a crucial tiebreaker game we'll have. Uh, so yeah, I well, I think we'll just have yeah. to see what happens at the it's end of the all day. Shake out next week. Um, again, it, it's it's exciting to enter this late in the mm-hmm. season and have. Sure, the playoff picture is is set in terms of like the the usual suspects who are getting in, but there's still so much to decide. Um, and speaking of deciding and complicating the playoff picture, Rasmus's win over GB did that pretty handily as well. Um, Rasmus uh, improving to six and four has the head to head against GB. Like this could give Rasmus a buy mm-hmm. um, potentially, depending on the results of week eight, um, which. Uh, is a is a little interesting, especially given GB was looking fairly strong, um, you know, with a win against Mason, but like losses to Linky and Rasmus, um, you know, sort of set that back a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it it's no longer, I don't think it's no longer, I, th- I think it's no longer in GB's hands whether or not GB pulls off a buy. Yeah, I think if Rasmus beats Papa, Rasmus is guaranteed mm-hmm. a buy. I could be wrong. But uh, actually, I, I, if Linky wins twice, maybe there's some crazy stuff going on. I haven't like looked at all the uh, possibilities. Yeah. But yeah, the top half and like who gets the buys is definitely going to be interesting. But it does look like a the double buy is going to be Peaches. Yeah, Shocker. Peaches. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, crazy the, how that the works. notable the notable playoff pictures. That. Peaches with a ten and zero record confirmed for first seed in the playoffs um so the 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 president's trophy of super mario sunshine whatever uh, equivalent that is in in other sports i know it from from hockey right the president's trophy goes to the goes to the team who finishes first in their in their division with the best record um uh so peaches has the president's trophy but (sighs) Can Peaches transition that into into two best of three wins? We will have to see, right? Because he will get two buys, but he still has got to win two best of threes against the best of Division Two. And speaking of the best of Division Two, we do have Peaches Basin coming mm-hmm. up this week uh, on Sunday, yeah. I believe. Oh, yep. So that's you know that's definitely a match to look out for. You know how dominant is Peaches really in Division Two, especially when put up against the I guess probably the best player uh other that like other than Peaches mm-hmm. that Division Two has to offer. Could from be a potential alone. Division Two playoffs final preview, right? And not only is it on Sunday, but it's also the last match on Sunday. So nine thirty PM Eastern this Sunday, March seventh, yep. will be this Division Two showdown of the Titans. Um definitely do not want Dang. to miss it. Um 
They stole that spot from me and Rabani. <laughs> well, they scheduled it first, according to Romato. I, I trust Romato on these things. I know, I know. Yeah, and the, and the, and just to sort of dip down in Division Three for a for a hot moment, for a hot second. Um, I think the story there in Division Three, obviously there were some blowout wins, right? You know, sort of the wins you kind of expect to happen, but there's also these like Jer and Spanish Meerkat were putting up some pretty interesting performances, performances that that show a lot of strength. Same, I think you would even agree, Tomato, with Pixel versus you, um, where sort of the bottom halves of these divisions yep. are putting up some pretty impressive numbers and have the potential to play spoiler to a lot of people's playoffs hopes, um, you know, hopes for buys, right? Like the Division Three playoff situation is largely set oh, yeah. in that for Division Three. A, there's six people clinched in the playoffs, and Division Three B, there's seven people clinched in the playoffs. But like the 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 remain oh, yeah, well. like none of the buys other than Urbani with the nine and zero record have been clinched. So there's a lot of flexibility that like yep. any of these people or any of these competitors who are hanging out at sort of the bottom half of the division, you know, are showing strength, are showing improvement, and if they aren't respected, they could take games off of people who are hoping for a first round buy, maybe even a second round buy. Um and and can can sort of mix things up uh uh in a pretty substantial way. Diff three is crazy right now. Like the way it is like if I beat Folair and Urbani, I could get a double buy, but if I lose to Urbani, I don't get a buy at Dang. all. Like that's that's the difference. Uh that could be made here but uh yeah still a lot of not funky is there a particular uh, is there a particular player like um hanging out sort of outside of the playoff hunt but that you think is going to be spoiler this week (laughs) what do you mean spoiler (laughs) as in they're spoiler in the sense that they're going to they're going to pop off get a big win and spoil someone's playoff uh playoff hopes okay okay so people like i don't know i feel like you know my boy uh, ko might be might be in there, you know what I'm saying? KO five and five record has clinched a playoff berth. Um and KO will be playing let's see here. KO will be playing Juan in draft. Never which... mind. Juan's taking that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're gonna you're gonna immediately take it back. Dang. I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> I don't know. This don't guy know. <laughs> that matchup's that matchup's actually pretty interesting to me because KO's been doing a lot of draft. Um, yeah. lately has sort of been, been scrimming it. I've, I've talked with him a bit. I know this I may be privileged information, but he sort of was sort of hemming and hawing over what format to pick. Um, I think he settled on draft cause he feels like he could potentially exploit like a speed advantage over Juan mm. with it. Um, which is a possibility. Juan would be the first person to say that he's not the fastest player in the yeah. world, but um uh i think it's it's going to be tough no matter what format ko picks juan is a seasoned veteran um and definitely will show up with his with his game face on especially given the fact that juan um uh you know juan's also playing pinkish this week and like those results again could clinch him buys um into the the second or third round of division three playoffs which is even bigger um, given given just the sheer size of of uh, of the division and the fact that you will likely be facing an opponent you have never played before in in the competitive league because of the way that yeah. the seeding works and the way that the divisions get mixed, um, 
you know, dodging a potential, like, uh, dodging a potential round one against an opponent you've never played before is very valuable. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel like a lot of people still have scary schedules. Like, Juan, for example, has KO and Pinkish, who are, like, two of the most improved uh, players this season. So, I mean, even though Juan's probably favored, like, he's probably shaken, <laughs> you know? That that match could be the difference between, you know, uh, a double buy and... Yeah, I don't envy, I don't no envy Pinkish at all. She's She's got uh, a tough, uh, tough last two matches with, with both facing Urbani and Juan. Dang. And Mojungo. That's crazy. Yeah. Some tough and Mojungo still. Yeah, a lot of matches coming up. And but Whew. obviously with a five and three record, could uh. you know, still is in the playoff hunt. Um I don't think she's confirmed for play No, she is. She is clinched in the playoffs with the five and three. Um uh but could like catapult herself to a bye yep. even, which you know, would not be would not be the worst thing in the world, as I've said. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, another interesting result was that Yato and Jer played mm -hmm. their extra match offline, which I think to a lot of people's no. surprise, Jer was able to take. And if Jer can beat Plankton next week, that would put him at five and six, which, you know, could be enough to make playoffs. That is that is true. Um, yeah. And, and Yato, again, like in the conversation of, of most improved, Jer really wasn't impressing all that much um, in the early, uh, early, uh, early season, you know, had a win against Darkman, uh, win against May, win against Spanish Meerkat. Like Yato uh, was a very strong opponent um, uh, and sort of clinching out a win there is is huge. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any any other any other division three notes before we uh, we move on? I guess the top of three A is yeah. Still there's no buys wild clinched. like yeah. Libre yeah. is yeah. Yeah, Libre seven one, Juca's eight one. So those are the only ones with one loss, and then there's yeah. three also with two losses. But like, there's still a bunch of matches among those players that are still happening. So Juca mm -hmm. plays Libre Ooh. and Tom Dollars this week. So. <laughs> That yeah, is that's gonna a, be rough, that's a, probably. That's a strength of schedule uh, remaining Juka. that I do not want to face. Um, yeah. And and the other thing I think to to note yeah. is there is like the potential for a really big sort of weird cluster at the bottom of three B um, between uh, Mojungo, Pixel, and Flare for the last playoff spot. If they lose their remaining matches, that's huge. Um, they will then have won against the same people and lost against the same people and have a three-way tiebreaker with a three-way strength of schedule or, or strength of wins. Um, so it would come down to the coin flip to determine seeding in like a round-robin um, <laughs> playoff for this last, uh, this last uh, playoff spot. So definitely something to keep in mind as you're watching these matches um, at the end of this week. Um, that there's like the possibility of just a complete mess um, in in a lot of different a lot of different divisions that could result in some pretty crazy tie tiebreakers. Yeah, I'm trying to see like who has the best shot of like fighting their way out of that situation. 
So Falaire still has me mm-hmm. to face, Pixel still has you, Lego, and Mojungo still Dang. has J Buzzy and Pinkish. So like yeah. right. all very, very tough matches. Uh yeah, we'll yeah. just I think we'll have to see how it plays all out. Right. Well that wraps up the recap for the week. As a reminder, you can check out SMS.bingo for the latest in standings and schedule. Um, and hopefully more stuff soon when I get off my my lazy behind and and, and do it. Um, and so, yeah, you do a lot. Come on, don't call yourself lazy. I do you not do so need. I do not need the praise like, on the podcast. Relax. Oh, come you. on, like, um, <laughs> let let's let's transition. You deserve over it, though. To, all right. As we mentioned, our special guest, Funky Kong two four five, who shares three of the four blessed numbers. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, Funky, you had a you had a a, a bit of an interesting topic uh, for us that I think relates to your your trajectory through the uh, through the league, um, uh, and uh, hopefully a big announcement at the end. I'm not putting you on the spot or anything. Whoa, hang on um, now. Uh, why don't you Why don't you introduce your topic? Is my topic the one? <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go with it. So my topic was uh, bingo as a viewer. Versus bingo as a player. And uh, I want to talk about that because like, you know, I don't really run Mario Sunshine. And same with like Lego, you started out, you didn't really run it. Like you were just commentating too. I, yeah. I started commentating with the uh, invasion tourney where I yep. knew Jack all um, mm-hmm. and multiple people were like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, and <laughs> I stuck around, stuck with it, did a run, did, did a few more runs and uh, um uh, started playing in the league this season, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we all kind of have that experience of like going from people who don't know nothing to be <laughs> who don't know nothing, who don't know I don't much, know nothing uh, <laughs> to like being relatively yeah. active. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, funky. So you you obviously started uh, off as a as a viewer primarily. Um, and then jumped in the commentary and now are sort of picking up the game on your own. Talk to us a bit about that journey. Like, why, why, like, you know, there's one thing about watching a sport like football or hockey and being like, this is interesting. It's fun to watch it, right? But, like, how how did you feel like you're transitioning from from viewership to, to being an active participant and an active runner? Yeah, like... When I first like bound the Sunshine Community Channel, it's because my friend linked it to me. He's like, "Hey, you like Sunshine? This is cool." I was like, "Okay," and then like I started watching the Bingo because Sunshine is like my all-time favorite game. Like as a kid, I would just play it like all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> I mean, Bike Fables is good, tables. but <laughs> it's not my all-time favorite game. Um, <laughs> so like you know, I, I liked it as a kid, and then like I just play it like every year, multiple times, just casually, because like I don't have time to like speedrun. So that's never been anything like that I've done. But I started watching, like, the bingo stuff, and, like, mm-hmm. it was just really fun to watch. Like, I didn't get it at first, but, like, obviously I understood, like, something, like, someone was happening. Like, I knew the game. I knew, like, a lot of the stuff. I just didn't know all the, the, the tech and stuff because I never really watched speedruns. And, I don't know, I just stuck around and started talking in chat, just, like, making friends with people. And, like, eventually I just, like, made friends with everyone in the community, kind of, and just, like, got, like, super into it. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to start like commentating because like, I don't know, it sounds fun. And like, I like talking. So I was like, let me, let me sign up for that. And then I just started joining discords. And then now I'm like, now I'm on the podcast and I'm sponsored by the, the bingo league. You know, <laughs> life's looking up you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, the, the, <laughs> the, the full salary the coming in every uh, month. Checks like, are coming in. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's interesting. The it's interesting to sort of my highlight that you like you knew little about the speed run um, before before getting into the into the league, right? Which is kind of interesting because the you know. I think I think there was a number of people who got introduced to speedrunning Super Mario Sunshine via like Average Trays Any Percent History video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's like one of those one of those factors that yep, like shows off how me. how cool the game is. But I think one of the things that was interesting for me was was picking up the game as in the context of speedrunning it for the first time, mm-hmm. right? Because I obviously I, it was sort of similar. Like I I. Sunshine was the first Mario game that I bought yeah. with my own money. Um uh and the GameCube mm-hmm. was sort of the like my any the That's N64 sick. was my first console and I loved Super Mario 64 to death, but but Sunshine sort of was a was another very interesting game and and you know, picking up a controller for the first time in a game that you're familiar with, but in a speedrunning context, um, is such an interesting experience. Um you know, and I think it 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 was a lot of fun, sort of learning all of the ways to manipulate the movement and the 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 tech and the glitches, and just sort of experiencing that uh, in a in a different way was just a was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and having watched people play this game in such a weird way, which is bingo, was just so fascinating. Um, as I've, as I've said before, right, like bingo is a metagame that we've essentially built atop of a set of rules that that's called Super Mario Sunshine for the Nintendo GameCube. Um, I'm curious if either of you feel like the same way, like just the fact that this thing exists at all is just wildly amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's, you go ahead, Tina. No, no, you go go ahead, man. uh... No, you're the... Go for it. Go okay, for it. you're the guest. This All is right. your topic. I was gonna say, like, it is insane you're, you're how go, you get to go. First. This game is like almost like twenty years old at this point, and the community is still thriving. And like, even regardless of speedrunning, like the bingo scene is like, I'm just like so addicted to it because it's like all the players are like commentators too, and like I don't know, it's just so fun to like hear people's analysis on like what's happening and just like talking in the chat and seeing all the hype moments. It's like just yeah, it's just like super fun to watch. for sure uh i'm just thinking about like my own experience where like i saw i think trey's video and i think like i followed sid on twitch and then one point you know i'd look and i was like what is this guy up to and you know eventually i think i watched the invasion tournament uh and (laughs) played some any percent and got a horrible time (laughs) and got my beach pipe by l that's getting removed a shout out to jpep uh (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to think like it feels like we I went through like so many different hoops uh-huh. to finally arrive here, and like I'm super thankful obviously because this community is awesome, uh, and you know you guys you guys are pretty cool too, uh, but it, it kind of makes me think like how many people are gonna do the same as we did and sort of jump through all these hoops to like also enjoy yeah, that's what SMS I wanted to ask bingo Funky the way we specifically because like, i know that for a while you you know we joke about the division zero thing right and 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 you know because you're you know you were one of the 
You were one of the last, you're sort of like one of the last remaining Joke, holdouts what? of, of or were one of the last remaining holdouts of like commentating, but not actually have run the game. Like I had that title through most of the, Divi- through most of season one, and then I sort of caved. So what, what made you, what made you sort of, I don't want to say give in because it makes it sound like someone held you at gunpoint and, <laughs> and made you do it. But like what, what, Yeah. What prompted you, <laughs> you to, better play to next season start funky. actually running the game? Um, like, I don't like run the game, run the game. Like, I, don't, I haven't done like any percent or okay. anything. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm running the game is a, is a strong word. What what prompted you to pick up the controller and start like, because I know you've been doing like some ILs. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, so like, one yeah. crucial one. <laughs> Honestly, one I don't know. I, like, I just wanted to do Serena 18 <laughs> just because like Tomato was hyping it up. And so <laughs> I was like, here, send me the video. But... And yeah, I, I, I like go. I pick up Sunshine Summon <laughs> here and there, and I try to do like Serena, whatever. Just like watching people do it and bingo, I'm like I want to try this, but like it never works. And I do like Underbell and it works. I'm like, wow, oh my god. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I I always wanted to like learn speedrunning after watching like bingo last season. I was like, yeah, but like I don't have a whole lot of free time to dedicate to like learning a lot. So that's like. I get I could just like learn some of the tricks like Serena whenever and like mm-hmm. Pianta early whatever all those like entrances and stuff and that would be like fine but I feel like my speed would just be just like abysmal and I would just have like only losses which is like well, you're, you're hanging like, you're hanging with like some of the slowest players in division three um, <laughs> so you know you're 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 in good company but I totally empathize for me it was like yeah I'm commentating, but I've never done a run. Yeah, and I felt like that. That obviously will forever like leave you with this with this mm. sense of it left me with this sense of like illegitimacy, mm. right? Like, I I'm aware that there are there are commentators out there who don't actively play the games. Yeah. That they commentate. They like watch a lot. They read a lot. They 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 talk about the game a lot, which is what we do, right? As part of the part of the bingo community, it's one of the great things about it. But like having not been able to put up, um, you know, otherwise put up or shut up, right? I think is the is the yeah. schoolhouse term. Um, I wanted to put up. Uh, I wanted to be able to to say, hey, I've done this now, so mm-hmm. I can talk more eloquently about the difficulties here or the the movement here or the mentality here, right? So it was important for me. Uh, I came at it from the commentator perspective to be able to say, hey, I've done GBS. Hey, I've done an any percent run. Hey, I've done Serena whenever. Hey, I've done beach money. I've done this blue coin route. I can <laughs> I can say now, I can speak more Let's eloquently go. about the things that I I care about because I've I've lived them. I've mm-hmm. I've lived them, quote unquote, right? Obviously, yeah, there's still so much more to learn about this game. Um, but I've I've been I've done these things now and I can talk about these things from that level of expertise um, as opposed to just as theoreticals, just as hypotheticals. Right now I can say, hey, this is this is what happened. I was curious if that played into it at all for you, Funky. Like from my perspective, I don't have that same like. Uh, with the feeling you were saying were like, oh, I'm like illegitimate or whatever. Like to me, the way I kind of like, even if I did have that feeling, the way I would like kind of fight it off is like, I don't shit talk. Oh, sorry. I don't talk smack about players. You know, like 
I feel like I try to be very positive when I speak to players and like when I commentate, I'm like, I usually try to highlight like epic plays and like sick movement, like regardless of the player in division. Like mm-hmm. when Rasmus was like popping off, his movement was like crazy. I was like, dude, look at this guy. Like that is insane. I could never do that. You know what I mean? Like that's like my like, <laughs> like I'm too lazy yeah. to learn the games. So I'll just hype everyone else up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I also understand like, <laughs> Things are difficult, and, like, I get that by, like, watching people play it. Like, I know Serena whenever, it's not free. Like, people mess it up all the time, so I'm never going to, like, criticize someone for messing it up. So stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I... Yeah, sorry. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like... Oh, yeah, I feel like with both of you especially, I know Lego, you last season were saying, I don't want to join Bingo League until I have a sub-135, right? So I feel like there's a lot of this mentality where you need to be fast, you need to be good, quote-unquote, at the game to join the Bingo League, even if you aren't super experienced with Bingo. And as someone who (laughs) was not good and is not really good at Super Mario Sunshine... (laughs) Uh, I like to think, you know, I, I can kind of do okay sometimes in bingo. Uh, so, you know, I feel like most people who've joined the league have been because they're picking up the game themselves or because they're already fast and want to get into bingo. But, you know, I don't think that should be like grounds for excluding right. people who aren't as familiar with the game. I, on Even that last does, bit, like, take I'm not, learning. I think the, so. the difficulty of balance you have to be able to balance that right like obviously we every person who watches bingo we want them to experience the same sort of uh joy that we have for the format for the the gameplay right we want to share that but i think there's 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 aspects of it that super mario sunshine is not super easy to get into all things considered especially given um, especially given that some of these tricks that are assumed you know for bingo, such as Serena whenever, are arguably some of the worst explained tricks in the game, I think. Like, Funky, you, you mentioned struggling with Serena whenever, right? And I think yeah. that that's, like, one of the most... That's one of the goal. That's one of the tricks that, like, Sunshine is built around... Or rather, Sunshine Bingo is built around understanding. Yeah. Right? You, the assumption is is you will have access to Serena from the first Plaza State after the unlocking the statue to Bianco. Mm-hmm. Um, and not having that tool in your arsenal means that you can't uh, you can't contest some of the goals that are designed to be contestable at, at earlier stages of the game. Um, same with like Yoshi skip. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Yoshi Skip in Pianta 5 is sort of assumed that you know. Um, there are other things that are assumed that you will know, but I think that those are sort of like lower on the, uh, uh, sort of lower on the priority list. Like, you can, if you know that you need to collect the rocket, you can sort of bullshit uh, Bianco 3 reds, hoverless, right? Yeah. Um, Gelato 1 reds, hoverless is doable without the hover nozzle, right? And... Um, I think that y- yep. there's a there's a gap in terms of, of skills knowledge, um, as well as the fact that there's like 240 blues in this game and 96 <laughs> yeah. shines. And you kind of have to you kind of have to know 
Yep. Um, you kind of have to know what each of them are and what they mean, right? Like, like as a viewer, you can sort of casually understand, oh, this is a cool trick. This is a cool whatever, right? You can sort of get, understand, oh, they're moving to here because this is the goal that they need. But, like, having the broader appreciation for, like, what turbos mean, what birds mean, what secrets access is, seven secrets, best levels for hundreds, right? Like, uh, we have, yeah. you know, a, a new player might assume, oh, I want to do hundreds in a secret? Why don't I do Serena four hundreds in a secret? Right? Mm. Which is not possible to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is not possible. I tried to get yeah. 20 uh, blues in yeah. Pianta 3. Right. That was also, you know, unpleasant. And that stuff happens. You know? Like, knowledge is really, really important for bingo. Mm -hmm. So not having that knowledge or, like, certain tricks, like Serena Whenever, as we discussed. Mm -hmm. Even stuff like, you know, Underbell, if you don't know it exists, right? right? But you'll, like, like, you'll, like, see a... It's not too hard to learn, the, but... The difference there is, uh, like, you'll you know, see stuff a like that Underbell happen, and you'll understand, sort of, in instinctively what needs to happen. You need to put a, sort of, a fruit right there, and you need to slide on the wall, and it's a little finicky, mm -hmm. but sometimes you just clip through, right? Like, that's something you can absorb as a viewer. But, um... But, like certain certain choices in routing are much more opaque to a viewer. Yeah. Whereas I feel like as I started playing the game, I got a new appreciation for blues routes and, like, making those mid-game routing decisions, right? Like, that enhanced my ability to commentate because now I had the understanding of this is why the play is happening more so than what the play is happening. And I'm curious if you are feeling sort of the same way, Funky. Obviously, you haven't done a ton of ILs or even even runs, but um, is that a payoff you're hoping to get from from playing more of the game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I think I I don't know if I can see myself like really getting into Sunshine just because of like it's a commitment and I don't commit to a lot of things, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I understand where you're coming from. Like the more you like sit down and actually play it, the more you understand what like the thought process is behind a lot of decision-making. You learn how to route better. Cause you're like, okay, I'm actually playing the game so I can think about what I want to do rather than just like looking at the card from the commentator's perspective and be like, okay, here's what you do. Go here, go here. You know, it's much mm -hmm. different. And that's something that like, I don't have cause I don't play it. And, but like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, obviously if I did play, I would, I would get like benefit from that as a, like a help me commentate better. And, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's a, All I'm saying is I think we all want to see you put that Serena 18 IL to good use. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious, Tomato, do you do you feel the same way as somebody who sort of transitioned out of this viewership into into playing? Like, do you feel like do you feel like it was worth it? Um, I mean, my experience with Sunshine was like my first real interaction with the community, I guess, was entering the sort of task competition. Uh, the IL task, like the custom task ILs. Uh, 
Some people probably remember that back in ye olden days of like like eight months ago. But uh, you know, even if I'd get like last on all the ILs, it was still like a fun way to sort of like uh like just play the game, learn different movement, figure out my own little route uh through those levels. And now then I saw Bingo, you know, I was like, this is sick. Uh, I've played, I'd played like a little bit of Bingo in different games with like some of my friends, and, mm-hmm. like Mario Wii, for example, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Uh, I used to run that game. And oh. the first Bingo-thon ever, <laughs> I actually ran that That's game. That's cool. Fun fact. That's uh, a long arc. Here we are three years later. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like... It is a long arc, you know? <laughs> I, I, I still think it's the reason why Floha put me 5-2 and two in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I know this name. This guy probably won't suck. <laughs> <laughs> How wrong he was. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I just thought, you know, this is fun to try out. Even though I don't have, like, crazy technical skill, like, I, it's, it's cool to learn about this routing. It's cool to learn all these different strategies, where certain things are possible, the thought process, as you yeah. guys were kind of talking about. Uh, and, yeah, you know, it also felt good when everyone predded me 0 and 7 that, you know, yeah. like, it felt good to prove people wrong a little bit and, like, win some matches uh, and improve, really. That's awesome. So, I, I was gonna say, is there a piece of advice you have, Funky, for someone who who is watching uh, and just take the dive um, into into learning to speed run, even if it is a small fraction of the game, a very blessed one in Serena eighteen, but uh, mm-hmm. it is a is a small thing. Would you encourage people to do it, or would you say, nah, skip it? I mean, like doing ILs is probably like the easiest way to get into it. Like, if you're not, like, if you don't want to commit to learning an actual any percent route or, like, you know, 120 route, you can just, like, look at ILs that seem fun and just kind of try to optimize it for yourself, you know? And that way you can, like, build up your movement better and your gameplay better. And then if it's, like, something that you you do end up enjoying, then I would say, like, look up a 120 video, look up an any percent video, copy their, uh, what's it called? the time thingies and just yeah, try co- it out copy their splits copy yeah. their movements yeah look up this guy called uh nindide uh <laughs> yeah he's, do he's that. got a great <laughs> he's got a great eddie percent beginner route <laughs> oh god dude <laughs> you know there's gonna be like five gwks in like the first level it's like what am i doing For me, it was like it was i just this learning game. like the baseline tricks required mm-hmm. to to function in both uh in both any percent and in bingo yeah it's like learning gb like my first run i basically just learned gbs and learned yoshi skip yep. did nothing else and then was like yep timer start let's go <laughs> three hours um uh same and uh from there obviously you, i think ils are a great way to uh a great way to pick up the uh you know fractions of the game at a time and then you know if you enjoy it, they're pretty low commitment. You can just yeah. pick a different one or transition into doing full runs. It's it's pretty uh, pretty chill. Good way to get into it. Yeah. So then to close out the segment, as I said, I'm hoping for a big announcement, Funky. Yeah. Are we going to see you in uh, season three of the of the Lockout Bingo League, putting <laughs> those is... Division Zero skills to work? When is season three? 
we have no idea. It's probably not going to be immediately after the end of season two. Uh, <laughs> you probably won't see me. Sorry to disappoint everyone. Dang it. We were ho- I was hoping for, for the big announcement <laughs> on the pod. Dang. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is an announcement. Well, oh, well, here's the, here's oh the big, goodness. here's the big announcement. Peaches I better scheduling get a showcase Holy. bingo match between <laughs> you, Funky, and Rudira. Let's go. Dude. So do you have do you have any anything to say to your <laughs> Dude, your, your zero opponent Magira? It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to like say anything bad, but didn't she have like a <laughs> ten minute time for like Bianco for floodless? <laughs> He's gonna no, be like, she's I mean, free. All right, now I have to like learn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if this gets you to join season three, I'm excited for it. So keep your eyes peeled, folks. Hey. Rudira versus Funky Kong two four five. <laughs> Um, sometime in the future. Um, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that. All right. Let's I'm, go. I, I can't wait either. This is going to be great. Good time. This is going to be sick. I can't wait. <laughs> man. So so so. Division one players find your apprentices Dang. now. I was not ready for um, that announcement. Train but. them. Train them up. It's going to be like uh, Tweak versus Craig. That South Park episode yeah. where they're like Cartman takes the side of Craig and and uh, Stan and and Kyle take the side of Tweak and they like both try to teach the other one to fight. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> like, are you apprenticed? I'm trying to think. I, Elias uh, uh, has, yeah. are you has stated that I may be his apprentice, but I don't know if I've, I've fully agreed. I don't know if I've learned anything from Elias. <laughs> but you haven't learned anything. Elias, if you're him, listening so no. to this later, I, I, I appreciate and respect aspect of you. Every aspect of you, but. He does expect um, tips. I, I feel I feel apprenticed by by the, the hey, appre- I don't know like given the you, whole Tober apprentice so much, thing like but, um, yeah I will uh, well again this isn't the this isn't the Lego Praise podcast and you've this given is us so first much, to thirteen you know? I see. Super Mario <laughs> Sunshine Bingo podcast <laughs> and Tomato you have our our our, our next topic do you I think I do, and I think our next topic is kind of to discuss sort of how yes. criticism yeah. is delivered in the community. I, I got the right topic, right? Like, I read this correctly, just, just making sure. And, like, I guess thinking about, you know, how should we think about how are we commentating matches? How should we think about how we're giving people routing suggestions because uh, I think at the end of the day, I think I speak for the community when I say, like, mm-hmm. we want to be friendly, but at the same time, we also want to see everyone improve. So, like, the question is, mm-hmm. how do we best deliver constructive criticism? Yeah, and I'm yeah. especially curious uh, on this one from in, you, in Funky, the community, being like, someone all who doesn't play the game as, as much as, as the rest of us do. And you even mentioned yourself that you try to avoid critique um uh, in your commentary um i'm curious what your perception is of how the community delivers feedback and criticism to players both from the commentary booth and in Mm -hmm. chat 
and sort of in in other settings. Um, yeah. How how do you think uh, how do you think this uh, this all sort of fits together? Right. Like, is your what, what's your perception? Um, like there can definitely be like a good way to go about it. And there's definitely like the wrong way to go about it. And we've seen both like oftentimes, especially like, uh, you know, sometimes when you watch like a div three match, there'll be some people in chat that are just a little too like mean. Sometimes it doesn't happen too often, but I've definitely seen it. And it's just kind of like, you know, you don't have to say that, (laughs) you know? Um, but like when it comes to like, delivering criticism like if someone's route was just they clearly made some issues in their routing i don't know when is the correct time to say you don't like if you say it in the post game interview i feel like you're just kind of like like they they know you know you're just kind of like hey this is what you did wrong but you know you don't word it like that do you like wait until after and like send it to him on discord like i don't know What, what do you guys think about that Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a specific instance. I'm not going to cite the individual, uh, cause I'm not like that. But when I did have a disagreement with mm-hmm. one of the people's routes who I commentated with, I think I waited for the post game interview and then yeah. sort of like discuss, I tried to like deliver it in a positive way, I guess. I don't know if that really did come <laughs> off that way, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm ultra toxic as they know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I tried to, like, just be, I, I guess blunt isn't the right word, but, like, be honest about what I, I thought, but at the same time, sort of, like, uh-huh. del- not deliver it in, like, yeah. a way where someone would feel bad about themselves. Because that's, like, the last thing you want, right? Because if someone is playing bingo and they're just, they just associate it with, I did this wrong, I, I suck, I'm not improving... Like, you'd, I, I don't want anyone to feel that way, right? This is our fun Mario yeah. game hobby, right? It's not this <laughs> hyper-competitive, like... I mean, unless you're Ramada, but playing... For, it's like... Uh, the yeah, 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 we're playing for my money. Like, this isn't a game. <laughs> for we're playing for money. Because he runs, he runs the account that accepts all the... Uh, all the incoming... Yeah, yeah, exactly. All the incoming prize pool funds. So he's like, we're playing for my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but uh, all jokes all jokes aside, there um, I was curious, especially from Funky's perspective, because yeah. you know it it I think that there may be times like in chat or in the commentary booth, like I think that a lot of people are becoming a little more self aware of um, sort of how they present how they present like critique and and criticism and dislike of routes and and the like. Um, in the commentary booth, I know that that's especially salient because, you know, obviously you want to talk about what decisions that they're making, but if people are making the wrong decisions, right, obviously that becomes the focus of, of, of point. Um, mm-hmm. And to your point, uh, Funky, about sort of the, the post-game interview, there is a bit mm-hmm. of, a, of a desire to sort of make it the debriefing session with a particular person who lost. And I think I agree with you that it's really not the time to do it. Um, and, but I, I was curious mostly from a viewer perspective, more so than from a player perspective, because like from a player perspective, you get to know a lot of these people over, over time. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, and um, I'm thinking mostly about like a viewer who may not know that mm-hmm. this community is fairly insular and tight knit, or for somebody getting into bingo for the first uh, time and yeah. may not have the inroads in the in the community. Um, how do they perceive the critique? And the criticism, do they perceive it as harsher than it is? Because I know we've 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 said stuff in the past, like this is a this is a moronic play. Well, not even moronic, that's not even the right word. Like this is a bad play, this is you know, such and such thing, right? Like, you know, we can be fairly harsh and direct with our critique, but does the viewer understand the position where it's coming from? Does it come across as bullying? Does it come across as as aggressive in ways that it should not? Because when you when you oftentimes you drill down into like deeper into when you're critiquing play, like you can gain an appreciation for why the decision was made, and you still you still sort of know inside, like okay, this you, you can come to an agreement that yeah, it wasn't the right play, but you can at least appreciate the the context behind the decision and the and the thought process that led to there. Um, but that all happens sort of behind closed doors, right? That happens in mm-hmm. Discord calls, that happens in servers that aren't visible to mm-hmm. the public, right? Or aren't visible to the public in the sense that like they aren't the league's official Discord, right? Yeah. Like these conversations are happening elsewhere. <laughs> at JB's at JB's Cavern, yep. which has now become the elitist bingo at Discord. Um, and but 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 to that end, it's um it's yeah. uh it, it it do you think that it, it creates a negative perception of how we how we talk about misplays and how we talk about uh talk about bad routing decisions? I think that it entirely depends on the language that someone uses for example like if someone is making the quote incorrect play do you say this is the wrong play you know what you should be saying is like well i understand what they're doing but like from our perspective like you know they could have done something like this this and talk about like what the optimal route would be rather than kind of just like shitting on what they're currently doing which some people tend to do but like i think people have gotten better at that and then, like, as a viewer, when you hear these things, like, you don't, like, if you're, like, new to the community, you don't know who knows each other. You don't, like, you don't know who the commentators are. You don't know who the players are. You're just kind of, like, taking everything in. So it can come off as, like, harsh if someone's just, like, oh, this is the wrong play. You know, they should have known by this click that this was happening at this exact moment. I don't know what this idiot's doing. You know, like obviously no one says it like that but like you can kind of like sometimes that energy kind of comes off so it's like yeah i think it is the job of the commentator to try to be a little like yeah <laughs> you know like be welcoming and like right. nice it's informative yeah right if you if you don't uh like that's sort of why i i, I swing back against yep. sort of the other way which mm-hmm. is um which is like you can't just be sunshine and rainbows the whole time. Like this right. is a competitive game, right. right? And like as a commentator, as a viewer, right? As a member of chat, like you are encouraged to use it as a as a learning experience, as a routing experience, as a as a thinking about what you might do in in the in that situation, right? Yeah. And 
you you can't do that without saying uh you can't do that without saying hey this was a bad call for these reasons right mm-hmm. and like that is not only good but that's also informative for the the viewer mm-hmm. that hey this is why this decision doesn't make sense yeah so if even if you even if you see that uh you know that a that a decision was made as a viewer you might not understand why it's a good decision why it's a bad decision and commentators have to be able to fill in that role right and chat can also help fill in that role as well right by calling attention to hey this is what should have been done instead yeah i agree with that i just think it's like depend on the wording but yeah go ahead to me now yeah oh. i was going to say like it's mm-hmm. important to also realize what like a, a player's thinking when they go for a play. So what immediately comes to mind is like I, we watched SM Romato where Romato went for Eel and I think SM went for PNTCMOs or something and it right. cost him the match. Um, and like you can always say like if this and if that, right? But at the end of the day, like you need to think about what SM is thinking. And and at that time, he probably thought, like, he probably read, um, I think, the butterfly click, for example, right? Like, this is very specific, of course, right? Like, you need to think of, like, what is a player thinking about when they make this decision? So if he's thinking, you know, like, a butterfly click was Mm -hmm. um, Pianta, then, like, that signals he has a Piantissimo and he has to, like, defend that. Or and then go to pin 100 because it's available, right? And you know, like for as it's important to like have that awareness and be understanding of what a player's thinking in the moment. And also remember, like you're in this like super intense bingo match with this like esteemed opponent, and you're gonna have this super intense set, and every decision could matter. Like you're nervous, you're scared. Yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah, it's important to like. Yeah, you gotta have a balance be between understanding. Being understanding and also like uh, like Lego was saying, explaining why this decision is probably not the best thing to do and like what they could have done so that people like learn and understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and like I, I I agree on all points. Right, the that was something yeah. that I really appreciated as I started playing more and scrimming more. Um, was like just how difficult mid game and late game decision making is. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much I appreciated the perfect information of seeing both gameplay feeds at once as a commentator. Yeah. Um, it, it, as I've, as I've touched on previously about commentary, right? Like you're, you're, you're watching a perfect information game when the players are playing it as a imperfect information game where they only know what they've set. The, the only information that they have are clicks on the board. Um, and, it is difficult yep. to sometimes appreciate the full scope of clicks on a board when you're focusing primarily on what's remaining and what needs to be done. Um, yeah. And so I think that, that that's a, that's a skill that helps with the critique, which is why like the debriefing at the end in, in these, you know, one of the best ways to go about it is watching matches back, right. To see sort of, what people are saying, what your opponent was doing, right? Because then it helps you put the the criticism into context, mm-hmm. right? Because if somebody says, this was a bad play, you should have done Y, um, and you're like, well, I did X, and I thought that was the right call, then watching the match back and tell you, oh, this is what my opponent was actually doing at the time, and I can, and I can, 
and I can understand what uh, what's going on, right? Yep. And commentators, too, can sort of try to put these decisions in the context and say, hey, these clicks are on the board, and you can... Um, and these clicks are on the board, so this indicates that this level of progression, but if you look a little deeper, you know from the sequencing that's this that this is what happened, and, and right, like put the criticism into context so that way it's coming from a place of like reasoned thought and reasoned suspicion as opposed to just sort of being, you know, not lacking the appreciation for the 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 complexities of an asymmetric information game. That's very well said. <laughs> so then where does that leave self-criticism? Because there's there there is so so right, obviously there's a lot of feedback that, that happens from from external people. Yeah. But as you look back on play, right, obviously you criticize yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um or you'll you know, you'll you'll a pre, you know, you will look back on decisions that you made and and think more negatively of them or more positively of them after the fact than you did necessarily during the match. So then, how do you handle that as a as a player? Which is probably more of a question for Tomato, given Funky your <laughs> uh, your your first bingo match will be coming up soon, as we've discussed. Um, oh man! But but Tomato, how how do you deal with that? Yeah, <laughs> that's like a really interesting question, um, and I think that's actually really one that hits hard with me because I have a really, really stinky mental, in the sense that I have these like, I have this huge, these like very big expectations for myself mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, and then it, it feels like demotivating when I don't beat those. <laughs> uh, and I mean, one of those uh, big shocker, you know, beat SM and Serena 18, you know. And, you know, in the last week, I've put like a lot of time and I wasn't able to do it. And I was frustrated and upset. Uh, and that's also how I felt with like a lot of my bingo matches, you know, like losing to like all my losses. You know, I, I thought about those and, you know, I was really upset. Uh, even some of my wins, I was just very mad at myself i've thought about dropping from the league a lot of times now actually um so honestly i don't know what the best way to like healthily critique yourself is um i I, like i wish i could answer that better because i think uh (laughs) what i am like thinking i guess is just i don't think it's the right way to go Mm -hmm. because yeah i don't know i i i'm just like setting these goals that are potentially unrealistic and then looking back on match matches tough, think, and feeling uh, unsatisfied especially in any competitive and game i guess unhappy up to your expectations right and you expect to be doing better or you expect to be playing a certain way or you expect to to be doing a certain thing well um especially in a, in a thing like speed running um as as trey's uh video as we, we keep going back to trey's videos but there's just so good there's there's a number of really pertinent ones um <laughs> but like why why do speedrunners always hate their runs right and it's 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 a it's lot a of banger sort of video beating yourself up over you know what you the mistakes that you made because you can't really you know you can blame the game sure but it's really comes down to you know you put in the inputs wrong 
or you 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 did you did a particular thing incorrectly. It can all be traced back to sort of what you did as opposed to any outside force. I think the most helpful thing for me, which is tough, I'm not saying that this is foolproof. I'm not saying that this is uh, this is always going to work. Lord knows it, it doesn't work all the time. But remembering that matches are a point in time in which you sat down for an hour and maybe more to play Super Mario Sunshine for the Nintendo GameCube. Like, it's just, that was an hour, yeah. right? Like, my match against you, Tomato, was a hour that I spent in my life playing that game, right? It's just an hour, right? It's just, it's it, it was a fixed point in time. After that, yep. I've gotten better in different aspects, right? It's I've true. improved. I've worked on different stuff, right? <laughs> um, same for you. You've worked on more stuff, right? You've, you've, you've changed. You've become a You're different person, correct. right? You can still look back on that match and uh, and understand and appreciate what you might have been able to do differently and pull like information from that particular situation and translate it into actions for you to take later on. But it's still just a point in the past at a moment in time where you had a particular skill level and you had a particular uh, ability and that was the result, right? Oh, and so by computer just you unfroze. can look back on it and I apologize. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Good to be back. Um, you go over like the last ten seconds. But you can really sorry. <laughs> yeah, matches are just matches and scrims are just moments in time that we 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 have and then we look back on and we can't let it dominate. We can't let it dominate the future, right? We yep. have to be able to learn from it, but we can't let it continue to sort of weigh on us um, as as. You know, and that goes for both receiving feedback from others and, you know, receiving feedback from yourself, right? In the professional world, in the professional context, right, feedback is designed to help cor course correct. It's not, you know, and, and if somebody's providing you feedback, they're providing you feedback because they care, right? Yeah. They aren't, you know, especially, especially in like a post-match situation, like if they didn't care, they wouldn't give you the feedback, mm -hmm. right? But they care and they want to see you improve. So they're giving you the feedback. Um, that's true in the professional life. That's true in SMS bingo as well, right? Yep. But your goal is is to not let that feedback dominate your perception of, of your play and, and what you want to do and instead use it as the tool that it is to further yourself to to become better, right? And like that, that helps me a lot when I'm thinking about uh, sort of like the the tail end of matches, matches where I played well, matches where I didn't play well, um, and and thinking about sort of how I can improve for next time. It doesn't serve any good to stay stuck on a particular match for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Or to harp on harp on things that like you don't have control over anymore, right? Like you can't control. Your, you can't control, like, how well you played in the past, sure. right? The, the match is over. You can't control how fast you were. You can't control how you routed at the time, right? That's all in the past. You can't change it. Yep. What you can do is you can recognize that, hey, my gameplay execution was poor. I need to practice this. My speed was low. I need to grind some ILs or I need to do more runs. My mid-game decision-making was wrong. I need to understand why I'm making these decisions and scrim more to put my new theories into practice, right? Uh, you know, feedback, 
and criticism are only so useful insofar as you can derive a delta from them. If a yeah. criticism is just you smell, <laughs> right? <laughs> Then, then you take a shower. Uh, take yeah. a shower, <laughs> right? You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to be able to find what the 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 delta you need from that criticism is, and that's what you take with you. You don't take the, you don't take the criticism itself. You just take the delta, and then you apply that delta, in in the future, right? And it's going to take time. It's going to take mm -hmm. effort. But if you do that, then you're. You've changed every critique. You've changed every criticism that you have from others and yourself into a a more positive force. That's like a very, I feel like almost like it's it's very like a a very optimal way of looking at it. Because when when someone tells me you smell like I I for for one of course I think about the consequences and how to fix it, but on the other hand I'm like, damn, I really do smell. Like, that sucks. I suck, you know? And so, I don't know. This is just, like, a men mentality issue that I have, uh, personally, that yeah. I don't really like that's, know how to get that's past. The, that's the problem with all this, like, self-help shit, right? Yeah. Is, like, yeah, if I could do that, I would do that. <laughs> yeah. But I can't do that. That's why I'm doing this this book or, or talking to this therapist or doing doing any number other other, thi other things, right? Like... Mm -hmm. the, the difficult part is is we as humans are valuable you know have, have faults have are, are valuable beings our mental states are change change from day to day to week to week to month to month right there's no guarantee that we can we can process this information um in a way that is beneficial and we oftentimes can process this information in a way that is not beneficial and yep. we can process this information in a way that makes us feel worse as opposed to feeling better and that is the hardest part is recognizing that state and working to try to overcome it right like i think one of the one of the things that that i would often recommend is like take a step back like the the league format makes it very very difficult to handle criticism and like improve your play week to week just because the 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 time between like bingo stuff is ever shrinking right yep. you know with the now with the podcast coming out like Mondays Tuesdays right you know there's basically bingo stuff happening almost every day of the week and if you remain plugged into it you just sort of get it's just a lot you can love it to death but it's a lot um, and being able to subtract yourself out of out of the situation, take some distance, and like try to reset yourself is is so so important, and I think undervalued um, because you just end up if you don't do that right, you're gonna run yourself dry, um, and that's that puts yep. you into even worse mood, which means that your 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 feedback and criticism becomes harder to to manage and then that gets you even feeling worse and then you're just yep. sort of continuing to to spiral down and down and down and then you end up sort of feeling really low and you know it, it takes it takes time you have to recognize that you're in that spiral and and, and pull yourself out um which uh makes it tough it, it, it it's there's no panacea there's no 
uh, cure all for for this. Um, but like, all you can do is sort of shoot for the ideal and try to try to meet it. And when you can't meet it, don't beat yourself up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I think dude, we could, like, start you guys crying much... out here like sky. Why will I go? Uh, you guys said like everything I was thinking. Everything? Huh? Not everything. <laughs> well, 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 then what's what? Not like, everything. What yeah. <laughs> Just think like I don't know. I mean, you, you covered most of it, but like I don't play Sunshine, but I do play. Like I used to play Counter Strike, not like on a team or anything, but I used to play like competitively, just like for fun. And I still play like Valorant here and there, and it's, you know, it's still. A, <laughs> It's still like a competitive, like, you know, esport type of game, which, like, you can relate to, like, bingo kind of is, like, competitive. And mm-hmm. I would always, and I still do this, I only get, like, tilted during the match, but as soon as it's over, I do my best to just be, like, cut that off, because if you start letting the game affect more than just the match, then it gets, like, really bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's... And that's different, though, because I've never played in a tournament, so I can't relate as much as, like, you know, someone playing in the bingo tournament, and they lose, like, an important match, and it just, like, ruins their day and it ruins their week. But you have to do your best to, like, like Lego said, like, take a step back and recognize this is Super Mario this Sunshine. Is right? this yeah. is Super Mario Sunshine for the Nintendo GameCube, but you also got to recognize that it's happening, because that's the only way that you can you can stop it, right? And mm-hmm. if you recognize that it's happening, you can at least start to take action against it. Now, I remember I used to play a lot of League of Legends, and I remember um, (laughs) one summer, it was right before the ranked season reset, and I was grinding my butt off to try to get to gold. Uh, Um, And there was one particular day that I remember pretty vividly. It was like a Sunday or something, and I just played League all day, and I lost like every match. Oh, no. (sighs) And I just felt so bad, but I couldn't stop myself from playing. And it just mm-hmm. continued to compound on top of itself over and over again. Well, right? why I don't like, play ranked Tetris anymore. And, and like, yeah, <laughs> like recognizing, and I think to your point, you, you have to try to force yourself to not fall into that sort of cycle of, of just sort of pressing the button over and over and over again. Um, and trying to, trying to 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 grind at something that is not bringing you joy, um, and you've got to recognize that that's not a healthy pattern to be in, um, and it's especially rough when you're like fielding criticism from others and you're fielding criticism from yourself. And how do you, how do you, uh, how do you manage that? And the answer sometimes is take a step back, don't don't play anymore for a little while right because you still love the game right you still enjoy playing it and you're still hanging out with the people but sometimes you just need to not for a little while mm-hmm. that's okay we'll be here i agree yeah it was a bit of a heady topic to end on <laughs> on that <laughs> note we have some exciting bingo coming to you again on wednesday <laughs> let's go <laughs> uh... Yeah, what a way to what a way to cap it off, right? Last two <laughs> last two were pretty positive. This one was ooh. Sorry, we're, I'm a we're pessimist. Getting into, <laughs> we're getting into some we're getting into some dark dark moments. Um, 
uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would call. I don't know if I call like sitting half naked in the basement of a DC <laughs> apartment um, upset that I have lost Damn, yet another man. league match. Like, <laughs> like a dark moment. <laughs> like I wasn't sitting there with like a fucking bottle of vodka, like chugging every time I lost. This like it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't at that level, but it was. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, take care of yourselves. It's 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 tough out there right now, but. Um, you know, yep. it's uh, uh, as tomato as tomato anus says, uh, and I've adopted many things from tomato anus, and this is one of my favorite ones. Um, Damn, you talking uh, about me? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm nope. Uh, <laughs> no, I it's can't. No feeling, yeah, I no feeling is final, and I think that that's probably the best way to to take from from criticism and feedback. Like if it feels bad, if it's rough, um, if it's uh, uh, you know, you somebody says something mean to you, like you smell. Or your routing decisions are garbage, and you should feel bad, <coughs> Larvy. <coughs> um, uh, just remember that hey, we're all looking out for each other here. It's coming from a place that we want everyone to approve. And if you're feeling down in the dumps, no feeling is final. Uh, ish too shall pass. And so, on that note, that's much more positive of a note. Yeah, let's um, go. You turned it around. Can... I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> we turned it around. We've got lots more bingo action coming your way starting this Wednesday, um, uh, the third of uh, the third of March. Um, not the Ides of March, but the third of March. Um, it's all going to kick off. Beware with... the Ides of March. <laughs> Beware the Ides of March, indeed. Um, it's all going to kick off uh, Wednesday at uh, two p.m. Eastern with Larvy versus Urinal Mike, Flair versus Tomato. First match, yep. second match of the week. That's First me. match for you, Tomato. Big one. Pogo versus Trey. On Thursday, Haywire, PK, Urinal Mike, Danny, Game, and Linky, Papa, Rasmus. A pretty action-packed Thursday, all things considered. Um, and then the Romano-Danny match starting off Friday with Samu and Sid, Kao, Kao and Juan, Juka and Tom Dollars. And closing out the day, Jeff Compass versus JJ. Now, that's a, that'll be a cool Ooh, match. That's um, a the The perennial speed bully... Of Division Two now up against one of the speed bullies of Division One. That'll be an interesting one to see play out. Um, Darkman versus Dex starting off Saturday. GB Tober, Mojungo, J Buzzy B. Another key Division Three B playoff uh, playoff match for Mojungo. Shadow Mario versus Jeff. JJ versus Bry. Man, another double up of double Jeff Compass action, double JJ action. Pinkish versus Urbani. Yeah. And then I'm playing a Zach on, on Sunday, first thing. Papa versus Linky, Urbani versus Tomato, another big match. Yep. Libre versus Wild Jeff, Pogo, Shadow Mario, and then the uh, Division Two showdown of the of the Titans, MD Mason versus the Giant Peaches. Um, definitely lots of bingo to watch this weekend. A lot of playoff relevant matches to see. Um, uh, and it all kicks off. At 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on either Sunshine Community right here or on Bingothon, plenty of matches to see. Um, you can keep track of all the standings and schedule on sms.bingo. Um, it's got all of the resources about the league that you could possibly ask for, except for the ones I haven't made yet. Um, you can also um, check out the Discord, sms.bingo slash Discord, to join uh, the podcast channel, provide your feedback. 
um, and talk with uh, all the league competitors and maybe try your hand at commentating, like Funky here. Yeah. Um, yep. That's how it starts. Yeah. Um, intro and outro music uh, graciously provided by uh, Qmu, um, using their Rico Harbor remix. Check them out as well. Um, and with that, that is Let's all from us here. People. Hey, they, the permission states you got to give them credit. There's the credit. Yeah, I respect. Um, uh, that'll wrap up this episode of First the Thirteen. No theft here. We'll be back next week with hopefully some more bingo action. We'll have a big showstopper of a of a topic, I think. Um, if the if the planning is is still going the way I think it's going, hint hint, tomato. Um, and uh, with <laughs> yep. that, um, thank you all. It's gonna be a good so, podcast. It's gonna be a good podcast. Uh, thank you all. It's gonna be a good time. It's, gonna, it's always a good time. Um, tell them but thank you all so much for for tuning in and we will uh, we will see you next time peace see ya